you do not have to do it all. But what you do need to do is stay in your zone and empower others to stand in theirs as you grow your business and career in an aligned way. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another Direct to You episode. Haven't the last few interviews been so inspiring? Don't you love hearing from other solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, sharing their journey of how they've built what they have today, but also start to navigate where they're going next. If you've noticed, and if you listened to the last episode with Julie Brogley, the founder of Brogley Box, I have started to ask a question in the um, interview around how can I be of service to my guest? How can I help them break through into whatever it is that potentially is blocking them or wherever they need support. And it is so much fun to get these ad hoc questions from them so that I can dialogue and share with them as a growth strategist, business coach, and all the dynamic things you guys know that I am to serve them in that moment. Because I know that they've come onto my show and have served you as my listener. I wanted to be able to give back in some way or form based on whatever it is they're going through. So here's a little bit of a clip. If you haven't listened to that full episode yet, go ahead and grab it. That was episode... I believe that was 101, the episode with Julie Brogley. And what we're going to do is share a little bit of the segment of that coaching piece at the end of that episode. And I'm going to elaborate it on the answer a little more after you listen to this. But one thing that I'm kind of managing or dealing with right now is, and we talked about it a little bit before, but kind of figuring out like where to outsource or, you know, like as an entrepreneur, you're, you're, you wear so many different hats. And a lot of times it's like, well, you have to because of limited money. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can't outsource everything. And so I think what might be helpful for me is just kind of talking through any advice you have on, how to make that first decision on what to outsource first. Yeah, Yeah. So what's awesome about this question is that you and every single other entrepreneur out there (laughs) is dealing with that strain of, I don't need to be doing it all, but right now I feel like I have to. Right. And so the num- the the exercise I give people, which is something you can do, you know, sometime this week, is to take inventory on all the things you're spending your time on, and then score them on what fills you up the most. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to when you're kind of in this quasi solopreneur beginning of a startup, you have a team that maybe you've contracted some people to assist with. You have a partner that's helping you in one specific area, but you're the one, you're the umbrella across it all. We forget to check in with ourselves to say, okay, well, what do I really love doing? And what would it take for me to just do that? (laughs) You know, 
And so as a coach, I would sit and have you do this exercise where you are running through all the activities of where you spend your time. And then you rate it so that you can say on a score of 1 to 10, 10 being like the most fulfilling. I love doing this. I could do this in my sleep. I would be happy if I did this and didn't even get paid. Activities would be like a 10. And then the uh, towards the one are the things that just bring you down. Like for me, it's like accounting and invoicing and like any sort of any sort of I love knowing the money in my business. It's the transactional part of it where I'm like, someone else can help me do that, right? I also love to use the example of I know how to clean my house, but I'd prefer to outsource it to someone who is maybe a tenth of my rate to come in and clean my house for me way better than I ever would. So that I could get that time back. Because when I hear the barriers of time and money in order to hire, it's, it is so critical to do this exercise to see what flows to the top. So then when you get your grouping of these are the, the let's say eight out of 10, eight, you know, eight to 10 and out of 10 that you want, that you love so much. Then you look at the rest of the list and you look at it to say, okay, what are the things that if I delegated right now, would free me up or would, would give me time to do the 10 out of 10 things more. And then you, when you look at that list, you're actually starting to create a job description because <laughs> you're now seeing that either you have groupings of things. So something like the operational piece of putting the boxes together, for example. You can then ask yourself, could an intern come in and here and do this for me for free because they need work experience? You know, like it's, it doesn't really require the mastery of being an entrepreneur to do that task. But now that you have this list, you can start to assess and say, well, if I group certain parts of these tasks, is that a job description? And then, then you ask the question, can I get it done for free? Free meaning intern, you know, to give them job experience so that they can actually build up their resume or source it. What is the range to source it? You know? um, but now you actually have a picture of what it would look like, where you're headed, what you want to do more of, and then also knowing what needs to get delegated helps you then kind of create your own decision tree on what to hire for first. So you see, it was really cool to hear Julie real time ask the question around how can she start to think about building her team around her, start hiring, start outsourcing, whatever the, the construct of the assistance might look like. How does she determine what she should do next? Who she should hire, what they should be doing, and the benefits of doing that to help her grow her business. It is a challenging, challenging world to live in when you are a solopreneur or entrepreneur of small team and you want to scale past the structure you have put together. Most of you who have gone ahead and launched your business have launched it from a place of, this is what I know already. This is what I'm good at. This is what I want to put out there. And I have to do it all because I'm the founder and the owner of this business. I'm the founder and the CEO. And just because you are the founder does not mean you don't put a team together to pick up the pieces and assist you in staying in your zone of genius. You know, we've talked about the zone of genius before. That was also on the past episode. If you want to listen to that, I'll stick it in the show notes. But it helps you define what you're really good at to stay in your zone. But you truly don't honestly know what fills you up 
until you actually do it. So what I love about the entrepreneurial phase that Julie is in is that she's discovering for herself based on this amazing business she has, the amazing clientele she loves to connect with, her community she loves to connect with, and the way she's helping people guide and find the right mental health support. She's also stepping into her own learning cycle of what type of leader in this business do I want to be? How do I define my ownership role? And then what are the steps for me to go ahead and hire someone? So there there are parallel processes that have to go into play when it comes to staffing the need in your business, to building out your team and making sure that they're aligned with you as a leader, but also part of now this culture you're trying to build. So obviously in the in the clip you just heard I shared with Julia uh, an exercise on how we focus on what it is that you love the most that you've been doing already that you want to stay and continue to do and score that and then all the other things all the other tasks all the other areas you're spending your time in when it comes to your business what is lower than the, let's say, 7, 8 out of 10. And, and definitely start with the lowest of the low numbers after you've scored it to start to put together, group all those numbers to one, and you're, you'll start to see that you have a job description slowly coming together. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what is this job actually? <laughs> like, If I were to group all these tasks together, could it fall under one person's role? A lot of the time I've seen the habit of entrepreneurs hiring like an assistant, an admin, and thinking that they can dump all the things that they just don't want to do onto an assistant, but that assistant might not be qualified for some of those tasks. So you really need to look at the tasks at hand that you'd love to delegate or hire for and then start to form your job description in order to say, okay, clearly if I got this person or service to come in and do this for me. This is how I would lead it. Just because you put these activities on a sheet and then say, hey, person, go do this, does not mean you're no longer involved in those activities. As the owner of your business, you still have oversight of every single action going on in your business. So we cannot lose sight of ownership but what we can empower someone else to do, which in turn gives you back your time to invest in scaling and building your business, is how you direct that person in doing their job and being super clear on the expectations of what that job is. So for example, for me, when I do this exercise and I was assessing, okay, Karen, where am I spending time that I need to stop doing so that I can free up the space to either serve my clients more or go and find new clients, um, partners, etc., to help me build and scale my business. And in the beginning of my work life, like our business, as I was building it, I would see that my time, any time I would spend on reviewing timesheets and managing up the, the invoicing based on the time my team had against projects. And then processing those invoices and checking for payments being received and then making sure that the chase down of collections for clients who haven't paid yet to make sure that they receive a reminder to pay that. I mean, 
even just talking about it, my stomach is like, bleh. Like, <laughs> I just don't enjoy those tasks. I like to know the numbers and make sure that everyone is getting paid on time, that I'm getting paid on time, and that we are good from a cash flow standpoint. But transactionally tracking all of that and making sure everything's together brings me down energetically to do it. And sometimes I have such a volume of team members working with my clients, such a volume of clients. Can you imagine? It sometimes would take me almost, I don't know, four to six hours because I had such dread doing it that it was eating away at the time where I'm meant to spend, spend being in my zone of genius, being a coach advisor to all these amazing companies and leaders I get to work with. I had to carve out this extra time for that side of my business. So when I started to write out the tasks of things that bring me down, you know, the tracking of timesheets, the invoice run, the tracking of collections, the making sure the payments went out okay, right? That started to group into a job description for an accounting admin. And then when I went to go hire the assistant I have now, because it I was just vetting to see skill set across the different assistants that would meet my operational needs and the volume of time that I'm willing to pay someone to do this for me to free up my time. Those were one of the areas that I made sure was in her role that she could fulfill once hired. And I made sure that that was something that I had to create the structure for oversight on in order for her to do those activities for me in the cycle I needed them done to help operate within my business. But it turned, it helped me turn it into the job description of what I was looking for. Because at the time, the volume of what was needed was maybe every two weeks I was spending, like it would take somebody maybe no more than an hour and a half to get it all organized for me if that's their primary focus. So saves me my time of doing it, right? So, and I created that outsourced opportunity to have my assistant work on those things for me. And then as it scales, I will then roll that into my accounting manager position that I will hire for as that scales. So when it comes to outsourcing, because an additional question that Julie went on to ask is, how do I go find the right people? First, getting clear on who exactly you want from a skill standpoint matters before you start posting and asking, how do you find that fit? And I'll tell you that when you continue to hire who you are into your business, because that's what you know, you're going to be running yourself in a circle. You're not going to be getting those tasks, jobs, etc. done for you to stay in your zone of genius because you've now hired someone else who also has that zone of genius. So you need to be clear on the structure of the business you're building to make sure you know how to bring in someone, direct them properly. And as you're recruiting for who that might be, that you're super clear on that role. But I think I'll leave staffing services to another podcast and bring on some experts in that phase and space to talk to you. I think for now, I would challenge you to do that exercise of what are the things that are lighting you up when it comes to the activities of your business? And what are the things that are bringing you down by doing that fulfillment exercise that I shared with Julia? And then get clearer 
on how you need to free yourself up so you can go hire for that role. If you have any questions about hiring, I do have a staffing side of my business where we do all of this for and with you so that it becomes easier as you build and grow your team. So feel free to reach out if you're looking for an aligned way of hiring and building the people strategy in your business. But for now, if you are just a solopreneur trying to build past yourself and scale, do that exercise, see what comes up. And then if you're not sure who you need to hire to fill that role, reach out. Go ahead and ask me a question. Shoot me a text. Let me know. You can always text me at 917-540-5782 or shoot me an email at hello at kareenwalsh.com. And we're here to support you. I hope you found today's coaching moment really impactful for you and helps you realize that you do not have to do it all. But what you do need to do is stay in your zone and empower others to stand in theirs as you grow your business and career in an aligned way. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 